to the Employer Blueprint Podcast, where we help leaders build great teams for great companies with your host, entrepreneur and leadership coach, Kyle Gorman. With no sales, there is no business. And uh, even if you are not a dedicated salesperson listening to this, if you run a business, lead a business, certainly own a business, there is a um, you have a function that either you are in charge of sales or you yourself are outperforming some form of sales. And so uh, this episode is, is particularly relevant to those in that sales cycle. Even if you're not in sales, there are some things I think you can pick up that can help you uh, in your leadership role through the course of today's episode. Uh, today's guest has a tremendous career in the sales capacity. And through that, through the things that he learned uh, in, in the sales roles over the years, um, has developed a software to help salespeople. And so it's kind of interesting the way that it works. He's going to share some more information about that on the show. But then also uh, there will be a link you can go to and actually check out the platform to see if this is something that's beneficial for you to help you remember how to follow up, to generate more leads, to get in front of more people, um, ultimately be able to work smarter, not harder. So pay close attention to some of those things that you may be able to do. I want to let you know I sincerely thank you for checking us out every week. I sincerely appreciate you taking the time to download our show. Uh, I'd like to encourage you to leave us a review and uh, also let me know if there's anything that you would like to hear more about, if there are any particular topics or subjects that would be beneficial for you. I'd love to hear them and uh, I can share some information on those or get the right expert on to do that. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show and have an amazing week. Well, I want to thank you for joining us this week on the Employer Blueprint podcast. Um, you know, one of the things that we often are challenged with is figuring out uh, how to lead the salespeople that are on our team, or even for ourselves, you know, oftentimes as business leaders, as business owners, part of our uh, responsibility is a sales component. And, you know, we're doing that along with everything else that's happening around us. And we've got to figure out good ways to track that and know how to do that. And frankly, just hone in on our sales skills and making sure that we're doing that effectively and coaching up uh, the team around us that are in that sales capacity. So very excited this week to have Jesse Scheckinger with us, um, who uh, is an expert in this exact space. And I look forward to hearing from him. Jesse, thank you so much for joining us. And as we get started, why don't you talk us through your history and experience and, and what has kind of led to your sales expertise over the years? Yeah, no, Kai, I really appreciate it. And great job with the last name. I know it's a <laughs> tough one. It is, it is. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I've sold for many years. I've been in multiple different, almost every single element of the sales process from, you know, sitting on phones doing cold calls where you're just literally super nervous, hoping for voicemails and sometimes um, to, you know, going field sales, travel around to ultimately sales leadership. And, um, you know, my mantra is kind of simple and that is really only burn calories on the things that you absolutely have to yeah. and try to automate kind of like you said at your intro is like, as you know, business owners, you handle a lot. Um, and there's always people grasping and trying to get for your time. And so, um, leveraging some of the tools in the marketplace to automate some of the things and efforts that you can, um, 
is going to be a really good investment. It's one of those things where you really have to kind of front load a little bit in the beginning, get things set up, but you, know, you can create an environment where you can really just set things up so that you're constantly doing outreach and you don't really have to put too much effort into it and let some of the machinery work itself. Yeah. Yeah. And to that point, I think, um, you know, that raises one of the, the issues or challenges that oftentimes comes up in sales is that there's a couple of different components, you know, with a salesperson, you've got the the hunter, but then you also, you know, have to close that deal. And so it's going out and finding things, it's generating warm leads and then staying in front of them. And, and especially depending on the industry, some sales are um, months or even years. And so it's, you know, it's continuing to be a part of that, but then also closing those deals. One of the things that, that uh, we see and I get a lot of feedback on as it relates to salespeople is maybe they close deals really well, but we can't, we never really know where they are. We don't know what the pipeline looks like. Um, we can't get updates, you know, to get a, to get a good salesperson to sit down at a desk and do administrative work some, can sometimes be a challenge. How do we, how do we solve that with the, you know, the technologies that are available today? Yeah, well, I mean, that is, you know, it's a great point because a lot of times your best producers are, we'll just say, too good for the paperwork. You know, <laughs> their their valuable time cannot be spent with such mere mortal activities <laughs> right. as in entering in notes, right? Yeah. And so that's something that you always have to combat. And what you have to do, especially, um, is you need to find CRM technology that's going to... Um, Make it as easy as possible for that salesperson to engage. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest um, shortcomings that owners have when they buy some in CRM, customer relationship management software, mm -hmm. um, when they buy the software, you know, they it does all the great things for the business as far as like gives you that pipeline information that you referenced. It has, you know, some of the reports and stuff that they're looking to do. But if you don't get the salespeople engagement, all of it's really for nothing. And if you have, I mean, I'll never forget, we had a CRM at a company I used to work for and everyone was miserable because you'd be out on the street all day. And at 5.30, you're really just trying to get to the NBC suites, get that little two-hour cocktail time, right, the, yeah, relax, the hour. Yeah. you know, just chill out for a little bit. But instead, you're sitting there, you know, with your Jack and Coke and you're trying to plug notes into a CRM, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so you want to find something that's going to be intuitive. Um, one of the things that we've done with our platform is we've made sure that a lot of the communication automatically syncs mm -hmm. and it gets built into, you know, not only kind of noting the phone calls that happen, um, but also syncing up with your email as opposed to the correspondence will happen that way and just keeping it really easy. And then the second thing is showing the salespeople that, this isn't just a tool for management, that it's actually going to be a tool that's going to help them make money. Because mm -hmm. ultimately, as salespeople, and I'm certainly guilty of this, I'm a coin-operated guy. I'm only interested in doing things that are going to make me money right. um, and ultimately make the business money, right? And so it's hard if you can't see the value in something. And a lot of how we do that is by incorporating a bunch of the lead generation activities into that CRM platform as well. Yeah. And, and on the lead generation side, and you talked about the email piece. So, um, you know, I, I, there, there seems to be this continued um, debate in sales still of 
what works? You know, do we do cold calls still work? Do um, do we have to do social media lead generation? Do email campaigns work? And there's all these different options. And it kind of depends on who you talk to and, and you know, as to what the best solution is. But having been an expert in sales and, and for several years where you've seen these different evolutions, what are you seeing today that is still effective in the sales process? Well, that's really interesting because it, it it's funny because you're going to get a lot of resistance on email mm-hmm. um, just because every single one of us deal with it every day. Every right. day we wake up in the morning, yeah. we see a bunch of emails. If you're me, you get a little bit of joy out of seeing that number come down really quick as you delete through <laughs> some of the spam. Um, and so that'll lead you like, oh, I don't know who's selling by this, but then they forget about the return on investment piece. I mean, this is a sales channel that is virtually has no cost to it. And you, it allows you to constantly be reaching out to people. Now we do have a situation where we gave everybody like unlimited bullets and a machine gun to just go like firing all over the country looking for sales. Um, And so you certainly need to put efforts and, you know, I think you've had other people on your podcast talk about embedding video and email and doing other things like that. Um, and those are all really great ways to stand out in the email game. But you always need to have that email strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to that, you know, I've, I've definitely taken like the Churchill approach of like land, air, sea, like you got to hit them all mm-hmm. because every single one of them, there is nobody on this planet that is going to convince me that cold calling does not work. Mm-hmm. It might, it might be challenging. And let's face it. If you're a sales rep, it's not ideal. It's not great work. Right. Like you're going, you're having to rip the phone you're trying to work through, you know, exactly sure how it's going to go. And, you know, between email and phone, People generally don't have an issue being rude to you, which is mm-hmm. also kind of a weird thing. Like mm-hmm. People will hang up, no problem. And people yell at you versus email, no problem. Which brings us to our most uh, useful right now is being LinkedIn outreach. And mm-hmm. that's where we've really seen in our business, the true engagement comes. And it's very funny, Kyle, because all the people on LinkedIn are incredibly cordial about it. Yeah. And so that has made the space entertaining um, and you have to do a lot um, in that space. And so one of the things we did at OnCourse was we actually baked in a LinkedIn automation to our tool mm-hmm. um, in a way to really go out. Because a couple of the challenges that if you start selling within LinkedIn, you're going to find is one, the inbox is a disaster and the mere frequency of people you're reaching out to is going to mm-hmm. be incredibly hard to manage. So you need some kind of bolt on or some kind of process on how you're going to follow up with these people. Cause again, you really want this to be about forming relationships mm-hmm. and not just like throwing up your value proposition all over the internet. Like that's right. not going to be the best way to get your message across. And I tell my clients all the time, I'm like, do not, LinkedIn will always ask you, like, put in a personal note. Like, don't do that. A personal note says, I'm selling to you. Like, that's what personal notes say. Anyone that's actually trying to make a connection is just hitting them up and they're going from there. And largely, the cool thing is, is most people are going to accept because 
they're trying to grow their network. Everybody's trying to grow their network. And so you're going to get that connection regardless. So don't put a weird note in there, let them know. (laughs) Um, Because you can actually have some kind of relationship piece and reach out to them and just say, hey, what do you guys do? And find out if there's a problem you have to solve there. But the level of engagement that you're going to get on LinkedIn is far and away. So with our phone calls, we are averaging, so we make 36 calls. Out of 36 calls, we can get two appointments. Out of those two appointments, one person shows up. That's typically how our cold calling metrics go. Mm -hmm. Out of our email, we get anywhere around a 1% to 2% um, click rate, which means people have actually read the email, clicked into a link of it. Right. With uh, LinkedIn, we're at 20%. Like it's unbelievable. It's, It's gone so well. So when you look at the numbers and what your efforts are, it's a combination of those things that lead to the success. But I do think that we've given this world 8 million ways to communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in our company, like I got people calling, I got emailing, and then we do Slack channels and all this yeah. other kind of stuff, right? Yeah. It's like, hey, nothing's ever enough, right? Like how quickly do you need me? <laughs> um, and so we have to hit all of our buyers because we don't know what they're confirmed. I, I know guys that, are never going to pick up the phone no matter how many times you call them. And I know other guys that are literally not going to do anything until you call them. And so it's really hard to, to see where that is. And there's not, you can't apply to a rule to it, but you can leverage like, for example, you know, shameless plug, our tool, right. Yeah. Um, that'll have all of those things wrapped into one and let you really kind of conquer that lead generation piece and across as many, including SMS, SMS not being ideal for lead generation, but for client retention and follow-up, things like that. Right, right. And with, you know, with the tool that you have there, you know, so I'm thinking of two different um, sort of audiences, potentially, I guess, as, as might be hearing this, at least through our podcast. So for the person who is... Um, is listening to this as a salesperson, as a producer uh, in their own right, what's the benefit for them individually to use a tool like this as opposed to, you know, I've known some great salespeople that use a a piece of paper, you know, and they've got a spreadsheet that they just, you know, every day they write down, I made this many calls and then this happened and then this happened and this happened. So transitioning into um, an electronic system, what's the benefit for an individual salesperson in that capacity? I can literally set up so that I am reaching out to 150 people on LinkedIn in 200 emails a day coming from my personal email mm-hmm. um, without having to lift a finger. Mm-hmm. And then that only leaves me with the phone calls that I need to make and the meetings that I need to have. And while I'm doing that FaceTime with my clients or maybe I'm working on, you know, all of us have current client issues that, you know, sometimes we get dragged into the noise of our existing book of business while we're trying to manage the outreach. It keeps that outreach going. Like in the back of your head, you know, at a minimum, you're reaching out to 350 people a day and that's going to create some spark for you and some revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not really causing you, you're not having to burn any calories on it. Right. And so that's a way that you can go. And then if you marry that in with making it as easy as possible to track that activity notes and all those things and so that you don't have to type in a bunch of stuff at the end of the day, you're going to start seeing some real salespeople engagement. And it's mm-hmm. one of the things we do with our tool is anytime a business leader uses it, we're always like, let us talk to your sales team first. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So, so, you know, that kind of speaks to the other side of it. So if I'm, if I'm a sales manager or if I own a small business, maybe I have one or five salespeople, what, um, what's the benefit of me trying to implement something like this? And especially if my team's doing okay, you know, they've got good book of business, they're doing well. Um, why would I want to consider making a change or trying to automate some things in their, in their process with technology? Well, and that's a very good point that you made that they're doing well, right? And one of the biggest um, issues that business leaders have when they incorporate software into their sales process is they think they need to change their sales process to the way the software works. Mm. Um, And that is a horrible idea because Mm -hmm. you were selling before this happened. Right. And so, one, you want to make sure that you find a tool that's going to be configurable and can adapt to that process. Because what you're really trying to accomplish is a couple things. Let's talk about the business leader with one owner, for, for with one salesperson, for example. Yeah. Biggest benefit that that person's going to see is if something were to happen, if that guy were to quit or move on to another uh, company, mm-hmm. you are so invested in that one producer that you have paid for all of his efforts. And so capturing his activity and opportunities and the relationships that quite frankly, you paid for him to acquire mm-hmm. um, should be very important. When we look up to the five users or five, um, everybody's a billable person to me, Kyle. Right. <laughs> um, I get it. I get it. But yeah. uh, when you go to five producers, um, it's actually more of a compass situation, mm-hmm. which means let's see what our best guy's doing and how can we rinse and repeat that across the rest of yeah. the organization. So what activities is he doing and what processes can we put in place to kind of coach up the rest of the team? Yeah, I like that a lot. I think that's one of the things that, um, you know, as we sit here recording, we're in this uh, uh, COVID-19 world. And that's one of the things that I've talked to several people about as it relates to, you know, from a sales process, what do you do right now? Um, you know, depending on the industry, but if you're in an industry that like people just aren't buying, now's the time to um, kind of focus in that process. Let's really define it and understand what activity has worked, what activity has been a waste. How do we refine that, define that and figure out what we do so that we can start planting some seeds so that we're really ready to launch hard when things thaw out. And, and to your point, being able to, to monitor that as a, uh, as a sales manager or as a business owner to know, um, you know, producer A has been able to, uh, they're killing it. What are they doing? And be able to actually go in and see that as opposed to just asking those questions and then looking at someone that's maybe struggling and saying, well, you know, you realize your activity is half as much. Well, here's how we can throttle that up and make adjustments. That's, that's such a great point in, uh, in having some automation built in there. Well, and, and that's, I mean, we're focusing a lot on the lead generation piece, which mm-hmm. is a critical part of, you know, using sales tools. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we also forget about, you know, the client retention piece, right? Yeah. So, yeah. for example, um, you know, let's say that you were, you know, in the insurance industry, Right. And you have a ton of people that you have to communicate to, you know, constantly. Now, mm-hmm. we have some industries where it's really good to talk to your customers because you want to keep them engaged, you want to know them out. You know, maybe it's more transactional. You can upsell things like that. Right. Others, maybe it's a pain. You don't want to communicate with them that much because <laughs> every time you call them, they just have a, a new <laughs> complaint a for problem. you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a give and take and how you should use it. Um, but, you know, we've had experience with, um, 
financial advisors and insurance um, brokers and agents where they largely use a lot of the tool just as a way to convey just messages about their business. Maybe Mm -hmm. shoot, you know, everything from happy birthday texts Mm -hmm. to new, you know, financial products or insurance products that may be available. If they find out that they recently bought a car, they can kind of drip on them, do some of that stuff where they're shopping for cars. Mm -hmm. There's lots of great insurance technology out there right now that'll kind of provide you insights to some of these um, events. And so being able to drip and ledge and do that on your existing client base is just as, um, it's just as important because, you know, I always tell my sales team that like, hey, we're trying to fill up a big bathtub of money here. And if we just keep stuff, mm-hmm. let stuff drain out the bottom, we're never going to get this puppy pull full. Right. So right. keeping uh, our current clients as well as looking for our new ones is critically important as well as having a tool that'll let you do both for sure. Yeah. And and so that's one of the things, um, you know, there were a couple of points you made in there that I want to touch on as it relates to the platform that you've developed, which really you know, the platform that you, that you work with, um, on course is, uh, kind of taking all of the things, the experience that you've had and and putting this in a, in a platform that makes sense and works. I think one of the things that's unique about it is that, um, you know, you talk about texting, you talked about an email, um, you know, you talk about the CRM aspect of it. A lot of that is things that maybe companies are using three or four or five different pieces of technology to incorporate that we're getting LinkedIn. We have, um, an email campaign system, and then we've paid for this text system. And now we also have our CRM. And so a lot of what you're doing here is you're putting all of that together in one place so that it's a little more trackable. And, uh, and again, kind of going back to earlier, you know, conversation, the the less administrative work we can give our salespeople, the more effective they can be at their job because no one is great in sales because they love sitting at a computer and, and typing up uh, administrative work. So, that's that's certainly not why we go in the job. That's for right, sure. <laughs> right. And so the, the more we can automate that, the more we can give them one system to go in and do everything, the more effective we can make them. And the other thing to think about is, you know, if if you if you assume they're working about 40 hours a week, but if 10 of it has to be an administrative worker in these different software tools and all kinds of, well, what if we can get eight of those hours back to um, lead generation or to selling or to client retention? That's pretty significant, uh, especially through the course of a month or a quarter or a year. So that's one of the things that I think is really interesting about your tool is how it's sort of an aggregator of several different types of systems that oftentimes people would would implement or potentially not implement because they don't want to spend the extra money on yet another resource that could be potentially very beneficial for them, like the the texting. I think that's one that's really great as a retention tool because we know people read their texts. Um, oh yeah, that, that thing's like 99, virtually 100% open rate when it comes to text messages. So it's insane. Those are the differentiators between those that retain business for the long term, you know, going into the third and the fourth quarter of this year, and those that will lose business because someone else was doing those things during this period of time. So it can be really important and to have an automation tool can be really beneficial in making that happen. Yeah, no, you're 100% correct. And we, um, you know, it's interesting because not only did we see the pain on the sales standpoint where we had, you know, because all of this came out of we're not a, we're not a super huge company. Um, we all of this came out of a basic need. So we had a software development. We had a services company, mm-hmm. and 
as a part of that service code, we had Salesforce, we had Outreach.io, we had MailChimp, we had a voice over IP phone uh, mm -hmm. person. And I just took a look at all of it and I was like, whoa, we are paying so much for sales tools and these dudes keep trying to raise their price on us all the time. Yeah, um, We need to figure something else out. And a lot of them had integrations, but they weren't great. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, 100%, we're not shy about it. This is a cost savings measure. I mean, we were built for those businesses, you know, that are doing under 20 million, under 50 million in revenue. Like we, mm -hmm. we want to give that functionality to all the people that under normal circumstances would, you know, if you're a huge SaaS company, then you love the expertise, right? You like Salesforce, you like these certain automation tools and put in place, but mm -hmm. When you only have five users, you know, paying 350 guys a man just feels like yeah. you're, you know, this thing better come with a brand new contractor. It's not <laughs> right. worth it, right? So, right. Um, you know, making sure that the pricing is affordable, and that it is a true cost savings, and that even the data comes together, you yeah. know, will amplify the revenue in the end. I mean, that's, it really was created out of a problem that our business saw. And yeah. quite frankly, we started out letting, um, our existing clients asked us what CRM we use. We said like, hey, we, we built this one for ourselves. Want to try it? And then it wasn't until we had about 100 people from our clients using it that were like, hmm, maybe somebody will pay for it. Maybe there's something um, there. Yeah. And, that was, and that was September of 2019. And we would just kind of be bopping around, getting a couple yeah. of users here and there. And so yeah. um, we think it is starting to catch on. Um, and making sure that it's configurable as possible is really important to us. Like when, one of the great advantages you have when you build a tool out of being pissed off at other tools is uh, <laughs> that you can eliminate some of the stuff you hate. You know, for example, anyone out there who's used a CRM, they don't give you your notes. If you want to yeah. leave, you got your notes, you lose your activities, you lose all that. Like it's, it's nonsense. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie to you, Kyle, or your audience. I want people to sign up and I want them to be in there forever, right? We sure. do want it to be sticky, um, but it's people's information. And that was just one of those things that always rubbed me the wrong way is that I couldn't really get out of tools um, yeah. if I needed to make a change that way. And so we're trying to satisfy a lot of the rough edges that we've seen in the existing CRM space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. That's a, that's You're right. That's a great point because for whatever reason, there are times that changes happen and something has to change and um, and it's good to be able to access the information that is proprietary to us, you know, that we've created yeah. and, and have those conversations. Uh, Jesse, tell us, how can we learn more about uh, the platform that you have and, um, and, and maybe take a look at some of those uh, resources? Yeah, so please go to tryoncourse.com. Um, there's a spot right there. You can sign up for a time to do a demo just right there on the website. Um, you can also uh, reach out to us on LinkedIn. As I said, we're, we're pretty heavy on the LinkedIn front mm -hmm. um, these days. And so by all means. Well, we will, we will put a link in the show notes um, to tryoncourse.com and uh, really encourage everybody that <clears throat> if you yourself are in a sales capacity, even if it's part of your job, I know a lot of business owners, uh, you don't think of yourself as a salesperson, but then at the end of the day, you've got to spend hours every week handling sales. Um, 
what not a better way to try to automate as much of that process as you can so that you can continue to work on your business. And, uh, and certainly if you lead a sales team, uh, you need to check out this tool and see if it's something that might make sense for you. Um, so really encourage you to check that out. We will have a link to that in the show notes. Jesse, thanks so much. Um, for, uh, for taking the time to come on, share about this tool. Thanks for taking the time to build the tool out and, uh, and uh, appreciate everything you're doing to help the salespeople out there. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on, Kyle. I really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us on the Employer Blueprint Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show to receive the latest episodes. For more information on how Employer Blueprint can help build great teams in your business, visit EmployerBlueprint.com. Or to inquire about Kyle speaking at your next event, visit KyleGorman.com. And until next time, make it a great day. Today's episode was produced by Just You marketing for all of your podcast needs. Just You Marketing has you covered. Be sure to hit the subscribe button before you leave today and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. If you have any questions, we'd love to hear from you and you could reach us at podcast at employerblueprint.com.